This is Mana for Your Soul podcast, a podcast of the lead pastor of Tucker United Methodist Church in New Jersey, Reverend Jason Rios. We hope that today's words bless your life. Today, salvation has come to this house or household, as the version we read today says. Salvation, to be saved. That's a really churchy word or phrase that we use a lot. To be saved. And it begs a question, saved from what? When I was growing up, there was only one answer to that question. You were saved from hell. Adam and Eve sin and condemn all of humanity to hell forever. And the only way to save us was for Jesus to come to earth and die in our place and conquer death by rising from the death. And from that point on, if you want to be saved, you have to confess that you are a sinner, accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, act into your heart, and then you can be assured that you are saved from hell when you die. Period. It didn't really have much to do with this life, right? And all the focus was, you know, you have to be a good person and you're going to be safe. Open your heart to Jesus and, and you're going to receive a beautiful crown when you go to heaven. But what about this life? What do I do until I get to that moment? Because, yes, salvation is opening our heart to Jesus. And, yes, is repenting and, yes, is living a life like Jesus. But it's something more. It's the invitation not only to open our hearts to Jesus, but to be his disciples and to transform the world. The Greek verb sozo means save, made whole, restore, heal, deliver, preserve. And the world salvation in Greek is soteria, which is derived from zozo and sotir, which means savior. So soteria simply means savior saves. And in biblical terms, this word is the act of the savior, our Lord, our God, that made provision for deliverance, restoration, preservation, and salvation for mankind. And that is what we see today in the scripture we read. Jesus is providing restoration. Jesus is healing and restoring Zacchaeus' life and his relationship with the community. So you see, salvation is something much bigger than the act of opening your heart and accepting Jesus as your savior. Salvation brings wholeness for the individual and restoration of the relationship with the community. Because salvation gives us the ability to see. To see who we are. And to see my neighbor. As a person that it has worth in God's eyes. So today's story takes us to the life of Zacchaeus from the city of Jericho. He is a chief tax collector and he is rich. Dun, dun, dun. Right? When we see these people in the Bible story, we all say, oh, here comes a Batman, a tax collector. 
So this story is about a man who chose a path that took him to be the chief tax collector. And he was rich. A man who probably was despised by many because of his action. A man labeled by many. A man who tried to do what he thought was the right thing by his job. But still was labeled and marked by his profession. So this was a man who needed transformation in his life and his encounter with Jesus not only transformed his life, but restored him in the eyes of others. People knew him for his actions, but Jesus knew his heart. Jesus knew him just as Jesus knows each and every one of us. And that is the good news of today's word. That Jesus knows you. He knows your life. He knows your thoughts. He knows your actions. And he wants to enter in the intimacy of your life and make it whole. He wants to restore you. Now, Zacchaeus was labeled by others. Because the Jews hated tax collectors. Because they worked for the Roman Empire and were dirty, rotten, backstabbing sinners. So maybe when we see this story and we see Zacchaeus trying to see Jesus, maybe instead of focusing that he was short and he went on a sycamore three, maybe let's figure that maybe the crowd didn't want it that Zacchaeus saw Jesus. Maybe the crowd boxed Zacchaeus out and forced him to climb a tree in order to see Jesus. You see, most of the time when we see this story, we focus that he was a short man and that is why he needed to climb the tree to see Jesus. We even teach that to our kids in Sunday school and VBS, right? You remember the song that he was a wee little man that he climbed up a sycamore tree because he wanted to see the Lord. Jesus said, come down coming to your house today but what if Zacchaeus was being boxed out by the crowd what if the crowd was an obstacle for Zacchaeus to see Jesus because of who he was and not because of his height what if the crowd treated Zacchaeus as a person who was not enough to see and engage with Jesus because he was not value in his community you are the task collector Jesus doesn't want to be with you go away oh here comes the sinner no Jesus he's a teacher and a prophet no no you cannot go to see Jesus and in our cultures and even congregations, there are various groups of people who, like tax collectors, have a reputation for doing injustices to the community. Sometimes it is the church that has a reputation in the broader world too. Sometimes it's the church doing injustices to people, causing harm in the world because of race, age, Gender or because who they love. So the community did not see Zacchaeus 
the tax collector as worthy of seeing Jesus and worthy of hosting Jesus as a guest when Jesus asked to go to his home. You see, sometimes we resist giving a fresh start to other people because of who they are, what they have done, or simply because we believe they don't deserve a fresh start. So it was a bold act for Jesus to call on Zacchaeus and choose him as host. Now in Jesus' time, who you had a meal with meant something. This was something intimate, something sacred. So Jesus did not give in to community pressure not to engage Zacchaeus, the outcast of the community. Jesus called him by his name, his proper name. He did not say, hey, you, taxman, come on down. Or, hey, you, shorty. Or any other label that maybe the people gave Zacchaeus on that time. He called him Zacchaeus. He called him by his name. And he offers an invitation to Zacchaeus to open the doors of his home so they can share a meal together. To share together in the intimate of Zacchaeus' home, in the sacred place, in the most vulnerable place. And this act of acceptance, a non-judgmental invitation, was even more amazing than Jesus knowing his name. Zacchaeus is a man who needed compassion, a man who needed acceptance, a man who was in the mouth of many because many felt he neglected the poor and the disenfranchised. And although some say that he tried to help others, still people label him as a bad person because of his job. So Zacchaeus was touched by Jesus' action. An invitation. This was a Jewish man, Jewish by birth. But his job as a tax collector led him to his rejection by the community because of how people saw tax collectors, especially Jewish tax collectors, betrayers, cheaters, working for the Roman Empire. He's seen as the worst offender because he was not only a tax collector, he was a chief. So when Jesus says, hey, let's go to your house, let's have a meal together, the community is upset at Jesus' action and they begin to grumble. Because they have labeled Zacchaeus as a bad man, not worthy of Jesus' attention. And because Jesus is now going to his house and is going to eat a meal with him, Jesus is now being labeled as a guest of a sinner. What on earth is Jesus thinking? Associating with such a person. Maybe 
maybe a lot of more things came from the crowd's mouth. If you use your imagination, there are a lot of things that could come into your mind and not good ones. So as some questioned Jesus' actions, Jesus saw an opportunity for a life to be transformed, a life to be healed whole. Because Jesus is providing salvation, wholeness, restoration. He's providing healing to this man's heart. This encounter with Jesus changes Zacchaeus' life. It not only offers him new life. It not only offers him salvation but a restored relationship in the community and perhaps more accurately, restore relationship is part of what salvation is. There cannot be salvation if there is not a restore relationship with others. A lot of people could say, oh, I have Jesus in my heart. And we're going to sing this next week since Jesus came into my heart. But how is your relationship with the community? Is it showing that there is a restore relationship? Or the Jesus that you have in your heart is actually hurting others. Jesus in seeing Zacchaeus more than just a tax collector as a son of Abraham. Like the rest of the community. Jesus sees Zacchaeus as a human being with worth in God's eyes. And this interaction leads to accountability. It leads to Zacchaeus' repentance and his follow-up with justice. There is great joy in Zacchaeus' heart as he is welcome to sit down at the table of his home and share a meal with Jesus. Jesus' acceptance pour mercy and grace all over Zacchaeus' heart, purify his soul, and repentance came out of Zacchaeus' mouth. We read today that he said, Look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. The New Revised Standard Version translated this way and says, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. And that's probably the way you always heard it. In the future tense, I will. I will pay back. I will give to the poor. And it makes it sound like Zacchaeus has always been the person that the town folk has labeled him. And now that he has met Jesus, then he's repenting and cleaning up his act. Yet the original Greek of this scripture is not in the future tense. And the English Standard Version is translated more accurately. It says, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And if you read it this way, it makes sound like Zacchaeus is actually telling the people that he uses his wealth 
and resources to help the poor. That yes, it is a corrupt system. So when anyone gets inadvertently hurt by the system, he makes up for it fourfold. That he's trying to do everything he can to use his wealth and power to seek justice for all. And still, all the people can see is a bad man, is a sinner, because he's a tax collector. Not only Zacchaeus, but also the community needs salvation. It needs to be restored through these acts of reconciliation by Jesus. So you see, when we open our hearts for everyone to get a fresh start, we're just seeing that not only it impacts the individual, it impacts many people. Jesus says that he came to seek out and save the lost. And in the case of Zacchaeus, that was someone who needed healing of his heart but also who needed the community to see him for who he really was. A man who was seen as a bully and a traitor in the community is now eating at the table with Jesus. And often we as Christians are comfortable with the idea that Jesus has saved the lost and we start naming who the laws are, right? Who belong to certain categories, the poor, the homeless. And we tend to see ourselves above others. Oh, I don't need salvation. I already have Jesus in my heart. The world needs salvation. And they're serious saying, here's what he found, see? <laughs> Growing up. And still today, I see, and maybe you have done it. We start saying, oh, Lord, we pray for the youth. And I have heard so many prayers of people say, Lord, the youth is lost. And sometimes we label people. We see ourselves above others. These are the ones that need salvation and we label them. But this passage challenges us to see and understand that the loss is all of us sometimes. It's including even those who have sinned against us. Who have harmed our communities who we consider enemies. It invites us to include ourselves as the ones that maybe still need a little bit of salvation and radical change. And this radical inclusion of the loss or the sinner is not the same as accepting or cordoning the harm they committed, but it does mean extending hospitality, seeing them as people, and opening the door for repentance, justice, and reconciliation for all. 
Jesus invites us into fresh starts that will change us and that ultimately can restore the communities to which we belong. Because Jesus offers all people relationship right where they are. Zacchaeus that day was recognized as a child of God. Transformation, acceptance, restoration, all through Jesus and his grace and love for Zacchaeus and for all. Jesus saw Zacchaeus share a meal with him and touch his life forever. See, being seen by Jesus can bring joy to our hearts. We as a church, seeing others can bring joy to other people's hearts. Being acknowledged by Jesus changed Zacchaeus' life. That bold act of inclusion changed the life of Zacchaeus as well as the whole community. So how many lives can we transform if we really devote ourselves to inclusion? If we see a fresh start that requires being open to Jesus' invitation to us as well, to those who are not valued in our community. The good news for every one of us is that Jesus did come to seek and save the lost. Which means he can reach us wherever it is that we got him mixed up and turn around. He can reach us. He can help us and transform our hearts and our lives. So do you hear Jesus' invitation in your own life? Do you hear the words that you are a child of God, loved by him, and that he wants to restore your life. And are you willing to trust that Jesus invites others too? And as I was reflecting on this message, there was a question that popped up and says, who would you not invite to your dinner table? And how can you begin to interact with those that you might see as unworthy of a fresh start? And you might say, Pastor, how can you say that? Everyone is welcome at my table. And if that is true for you, amen. But I have to admit that when I really think of it, this week I was... In a, in a training from conference, and this pastor says, let's be real for a moment. He said like five times. You know, it is difficult to sit again for me. This is Jason. I can still say today that it is difficult to sit again and eat a meal with people that have caused harm in my life. And I started thinking of names. If I had the opportunity again to sit at the table with this person, would I feel comfortable? After all they have done to me and my family? 
And I have, and I ate a meal before with them. Many meals, actually. But today, I, and I was praying yesterday to the Lord, and I said to you today, Lord, help me, because today I accept that it will be difficult to sit down again with that person and have a meal with them. Because of the pain they caused to my life. But Jesus is inviting me and is inviting us to think that if we get the opportunity to see that person and Jesus invites us to sit at the table with them, will you do it? Am I open to sit in a table and share a meal with those that maybe I have labeled and think of unworthy? That maybe brings some uncomfortable conversations. Oh, it is easy to sit down with a meal with family and friends and people you trust. But are you willing to sit down in a meal with a stranger? With someone that maybe you see him and you've all the, because of your mind and your unconsciousness, you feel afraid. You see a table is an intimate and sacred place. And in that place, Jesus transforms Zacchaeus. And maybe through today's story, we are reminded that Jesus offers a fresh start to everyone. But we also have to accept that Jesus is inviting us to sit at the meal with everyone. Even those that we consider our enemies today. Today, as the body of Christ, how will Tuckerton United Methodist Church be used to invite others to see the fresh start that God has in store for them? Who are really welcome at our table? We as a church always say, everyone is welcome. And we have labels for people, right? Latinos, black, Asian, Pacific Islander, white, gay, straight, Republican, Democrat, libertarian, independent, immigrant, citizen, Christian, non-Christian, atheist, conservative, liberal, all labels that we use and there are more. But what we forget sometimes is that they are people. And we are saying that all people are worthy in God's eyes. That all are invited because Jesus knows them. To share a mirror and to share God's love. And as we, the church, are the body of Christ, we're saying to everybody, we represent Jesus. We are disciples of Jesus. Then we are called to extend our table. To be in that sacred and intimate place. To value them. Again, are they all welcome at our table? Are they welcome at our worship space, our committees, our leadership? Are they welcome and value in our community? Because today, God's grace 
walks to our doors. God is inviting us to open our hearts. To really say salvation is in the house. And that means that Jesus is in my heart. But it also means that the grace of God pours out from my heart. So that God's grace not only inundates the house. But also it can reach to others. Through you. Through me. Through the, through the church. When we see people who they really are. Relationships are restored. And healing and peace happen. And the same can happen to you today. Because we are called to believe that God is present and at work in unlikely places. Even in the life of a tax collector. So our job is to find out what God is doing. To see where God is working. And then to join God and be agents of change, of healing and transformation. So all can be safe. Because Jesus came to seek and find all that was lost. Including you. Including me. The world. Humanity. And that's why today we can say salvation is in the house. Amen? Amen.